0: welcome to pardon the intermission a podcast that takes a look at movies TV and all things entertainment from the past the present and the future remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review this helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated now on to the show yes hey everyone welcome to pardon the intermission I am Eric and I'm Jason Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute, huh? With the holidays and whatnot. A minute. It's been like three <laughs> weeks. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, it's been a long minute. It a long has long minute. I was I was trying to sound yeah. cool and hip. You know, isn't that what they say? Or is that old cool. now? It's been a minute. It Isn't didn't that, work. It didn't work. No, okay. it didn't oh, work. Well, oh,
1: but my, uh, you tried. I give you
0: props. Okay, for okay. That. <laughs> I tried. I tried to be cool and him.
1: It's all good.
0: <laughs> hey, um, we've got a great show today. We're gonna, we're gonna. You know, so funny. I didn't expect this to be like a Disney esque oh, uh, yep. show podcast. Disney, but you know, as they're in the news so much, you can't avoid it. They're they never always let us down. That's right. That yep. was right. They're always in there. So there's some new drama Uh-oh. in Disney, right? Well, what and, now? Well, there's a story here in Vulture, uh, mm-hmm. Vulture.com, and it talks yeah. about how there's some corporate drama that the title of it is The Disney Board Has a New Chairman and New Drama. So, what about, I don't know, a few weeks ago, they they ousted Bob uh, Chapek, mm-hmm. also known as Bob Paycheck, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and, and, and they brought Paycheck. in Bob Iger, which people he now say that. was kind of the start of a lot of these uh, problems. Mm-hmm. He's the one who acquired all these streaming services. He's the one that actually put them in, in a lot of, I should say, underwater, uh, as far as debt goes, with a lot of this this yeah, right. stuff, with the company itself, yeah. all these acquisitions, and uh but they brought him back and now the one of the person who was his champion to bring him back her name was Susan Arnold I don't know much about their board but her name was Susan Arnold she was yeah. the chairman uh
1: they ousted her now now she's gone <laughs> i th- i think and and correct me if i'm wrong but i think Susan Arnold was the CFO the chief financial officer was she
0: a CFO okay. i think she was CFO yeah so she um she is out, and now they they uh, replaced her with uh, who was it here? Uh, I'm looking at the story. Uh, says Yeah, the Bob Chapek. I think Bob Chapek was uh, originally he was the CEO, or not uh, the CEO so, of the Parks right division.
1: Yeah, so Nike okay. exe- Nike executive here, according to the Vulture article that you shared with me, Eric. Nike yeah. executive Mark Parker has been named chairman of the board, replacing longtime board That's member Susan Arnold. Okay, yeah. So they got rid of of a Bob uh mm-hmm. and Susan, and they got
0: and Susan Arnold I don't think I think if I remember the history Susan Arnold and and never really got along
1: Yep that's correct To
0: to be honest mm-hmm. Um but now um and I'm not sure if she was in the running for the new for Disney CEO because supposedly Iger is saying he's only going to be there 2 years mm-hmm. and they and yeah. and then he's going to pick a successor and he's you know and they're going to move on the company
1: Yeah we saw she, how well that worked out the last time huh? Yeah well <laughs> <laughs> she She wanted
0: to be in the I, I think she was one of the ones that was in the running for yeah. uh, for that, that job. Okay. Um, but yeah. anyway, so she is out. And you said uh, what was his name? Um, uh, Mark Parker. Mark Parker is now in. He was. He used to be with Nike.
1: Yeah, he was a high. He was a high-ranking Nike executive. In fact, uh, we all know that Phil Knight is the CEO and founder of Nike. He was, I think, the number two or three man mm. in Nike's hierarchical um, structure. You know, okay. so he was
0: corporate structure. Then. Corporate yeah. structure. He
1: was about as close to Phil Knight as close can be. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, this is I don't know, man. This is very interesting. It really is. Well, you know, here it is the other thing too. Disney also kind of covered, and mm-hmm. they kind of said that. Well, what happens <laughs> is that when you're when you're past fifteen years, mm-hmm. um, I guess when you work, you know, and and I'm not sure that necessarily this position, but yeah. that that you need to basically move on. That's their Disney's policies. You hit that fifteen year mark, and it's time to, time for you to move on. So that was a yeah. reason they gave that she it was her time to move on and let it go but it sounds like yeah they got rid of her i i don't know exactly um that was the board so i don't think it was necessarily Iger, but i don't know you know it doesn't really say in the story yeah also though the other part of this that's very interesting is that they're saying that there's a they have an activist investor and his name is uh, nelson peltz nelson i guess is how, peltz, yeah. is how you pronounce it mm-hmm. and he and he's also now it's funny because in that other article you shared uh, that we're going to talk about too, about how the uh, Disney uh, customers are getting squeezed. Oh, yeah. He, he has this big financial firm. He's on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, Trian Partners. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. also now trying to make sure, take control. He's actually trying to buy shares uh-huh. to take control of the company. Hmm. You know what I mean? So that his, his firm would have control with the shares as to the direction of Ooh, Disney now, no boy. So there's almost this this kind of corporate takeover esque mm. thing going on behind the scenes too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's oh. adding to this drama. Um, so I don't know, man. I think Disney is um, I don't know. I, you know, you think Bob Iger? Let me ask you this. Let me yes. let me rewind a little bit. Yeah, what please, were your what were please. your thoughts? We I think we did talk about it, but yes. let's kind of just recap. What were your thoughts when they brought back Bob Iger?
1: I was happy that they brought Bob Iger back. Uh, clearly, Disney needed to um, Disney needed to find a way to recoup from losses that they had sustained, not only from Disney Plus but from disgruntled theme park uh, guests who felt like they were getting pinched through the turnstiles, mm. f- getting fleeced with their dollars. But more than that, Eric, Disney's overall brand has been suffering the last several years, with yeah. not just with the entertainment and the theme park divisions, but you have the global divisions itself. The marketing division hasn't done a very good job at um, promoting um, the the family values that Disney has uh, rested its laurels on for the last you know seventy some odd years. The the film division has been pretty solid, but then when you get into all the losses that they've had on Disney Plus, then you look at some of the political controversies they've been mired in over the last two or three years. Yeah, it's been just been a uh, more than anything, it's just been a massive PR hit for Disney, and that's one of the reasons why they brought Bob Iger back, Mm. so he can kind of sweep up the mess, put it under the rug, and restore this company's. restore this company's image to the families of the world. Because again, Disney brands itself as it's family entertainment, which it is. Yeah. So I was happy. They brought Bob Iger back. I'm not okay. surprised. It's on a two-year stint, and I think had he not had he not been told, well, we're only going to bring you back for two years just so you can clean up the mess, he wouldn't have come back. In other words, I think Iger set the terms. I said, I think Iger said to the board, "Look, if you guys really want me back, because clearly you guys are suffering, the stock options have dropped immensely, the shareholders are starting to speak up a little bit more, I'm coming back on my terms. Yeah, I'm only going to be here long enough to clean up the mess, and then like we did with Chepek." Gotta hand it over to somebody else and let them <laughs>
0: r- run
1: run the rest of the race.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean it's I, I do think it's very interesting they brought him back. You know, I, I didn't know much about the story until yeah. he came back and then come and then like like I said earlier, finding out that Iger was basically the root of these problems to begin with. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it would have been such an issue. I mean, nobody could have predicted the pandemic and, nope. and the shutdown and, right. and, and basically, you know, a lot of these corporations, companies run off of credit. And once that dries up because of an incident, like, you know, being shut down for a couple of years, yeah, then, you know, then you really see the weaknesses. And that was what happened. I think that, you know, everybody liked Iger. I'm not sure with all the acquisitions. I, I mean, I think he, he bet wrong. I mean, I think streaming has shown to be, uh, not what, not what he thought, not what everybody probably thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? It's yep. it's really kinda, kind of kind uh, of um, what's the term here? Losing steam. You know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I I don't know. You know, my, my thoughts on Iger. I'm 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 just kind of on the fence. I think it's at least good that it gives the fans and the parks um, some hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know yep. how much as far as the entertainment division is really going to do. Uh, if it's going to do any good, but uh, hopefully the content will get better. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I do see changes. I do see changes at the park mm-hmm. and let's go on here to this next story. Um, you had uh, put in here is <clears throat> from BBC.com and the the title yes. of this one was Disney accused of squeezing the theme park customers. And can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that and what?
1: Yeah, let me let me go ahead and pull it up here a little yeah. bit. I, I was reading through this yesterday because this really kind of hits on something that I felt for a very long time, and that is, does Disney really need to charge its theme park guests as much money as they've been charging them over the last you know several years? Mm. And um, you know, so part of what this article hits on is that. Uh, Disney believes that price increases and nickel and diming, in quotation marks, of cast members and other costs is good for the bottom line. So, in other words, what this article is stating, that Disney is justifying uh, increases to general admission into their theme parks in order to help offset the costs that it... um, in order to help offset the cost to pay the cast members, to pay yeah. musicians, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, so in essence, Disney has just pretty much they have been a bad poker player at the table. They just now revealed their hand, bad bluff here because now they're basically admitting, okay, we have gouged, uh, we have gouged the guests here a little bit, maybe when we shouldn't have. Yeah, but it's an interesting article, Eric, because. Um, You know, the company recently said that it would roll back uh, some of the price increases at its theme parks, where I think spending per person shot up nearly 40%, 40% since 2019. Now, I don't have enough time to go back and compare theme park prices from 2019 to now. But continuing with what the article says, and this was according to Train Partners, which has built up to a 0.5% stake in Disney worth $900 million. Mm. Now, the increases have come at a time of widespread price inflation across the economy, as we all are aware. And then staff at Disney Parks have also repeatedly protested for higher pay in recent years. Okay, so here we go. We have a multifaceted issue where it's not just about raising prices now. Uh, just to gouge the guests. Now we have, here we go, the multifaceted issue, Eric. Mm. Cast members coming out complaining they're not being paid enough or they're not being paid well. And now we hear that um, the price increases are also due to the fact that uh, Disney is trying to justify its business model for the better of the public by raising prices, beating the bottom dollar, whatever it is. So this is a a systemic problem that has again, again come back to bite Disney in the butt. And uh, it's it's only going to get worse from here. And this, I think, is one of the reasons why Bob Iger was brought in. And actually, ever since I found this article, there has been more recent news about Iger saying now that he is going to drastically consider dropping theme park prices. Mm. And it falls kind of in line with him ordering Disney employees back to the office to work. Because, oh yeah, because well, you're talking
0: of, of the, we're talking most of that. We're talking Disney employees. You're not talking necessarily cast members of the theme park. We're right, talking like right, animation studios. We're talking all right. the other. But
1: but right. But getting back on the Disney on the on the theme park side itself, um, you know, Disney has previously said that it's focusing on the bottom line in its streaming business after an initial growth period. So that could also be one of the reasons why they've raised prices at the theme parks. Even though the theme park division is separate from the film division and the animation division. Disney still rakes in all the dollars and they still collect one gigantic revenue. And I would imagine yeah. they probably try to divvy up that revenue that they collect from everybody and well, share it sure, equally amongst all the divisions. Well, and and when you, you know? when you say
0: he, I mean the, the the main one that's speaking in this article is that mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pelts from that Trion uh, yes Trion and uh, uh, partners that yes. that investing firm yes and you know and here's the, the crazy thing though is you know when you look at it and I don't know all the inside baseball I mean it, it's hard to tell but yeah. um, it almost looks like you know Bob. Uh, Unfortunately, I think Bob paycheck, uh, paycheck Bob JPEG got got that <laughs> right, got that right. bad nickname, got the bad rap because yeah. I think he was handed a mess, and maybe he didn't he necessarily, maybe he nec- necessarily steer the ship in the right direction, right. But I think he was handed a mess. And he was trying what he thought he could do. And this guy's a I mean, it's been said that he's a dollar and cents guy. So he's Mm -hmm. looking at it like, okay, well, we're gonna charge extra prices, we're gonna cut here, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Yeah. Um unfortunately, you know, you can't do that for a theme park that's known for its quality. Yeah. Um, you can't do that. I mean, people are gonna turn away from it. But you know he was trying to right the ship, I think, and and he was just kind of the fall guy for that, and he made a lot of missteps, and I'm not going to make any. We went we in in past podcasts, you can go back and listen, but he did. I mean, we brought up where he. Called uh, uh, Undesirables, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, annual pass holders, undesirables. Yep, that's right. But he meant they're Uh undesirables because they're not spending money right there, he thinks. But, you know, there's reasons he said that. But, point being is that, yes, he made a lot of missteps himself. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not defending him. But I think he was handed also a a, a bad ship to try to, to try to steer in the right direction. So,
1: yeah. And what this article really, when you get down to the crux of this article, what it points out is that Disney as a business has, uh, Acted irresponsibly, whether that's been mm. under the last, whether it was under the last couple of years of, of Bob Iger, whether it was under Bob Paycheck. JPEG. Um, JPEG, <laughs> now you have me saying <laughs> We're it. We're doing it, I know. I know, gosh darn it. A- at any rate, this article paints Disney out as an irresponsible business. Yeah. And it look, it's rubbing a lot of, f- I'm going to say families, Eric, families like you and I and everybody else out there. I'm going to say families because our families benefit from all of the wonderful things that Disney has offered us, whether mm. it's through film, whether it's through the streaming platform, whether it's through the theme parks. And um, I I was actually at Disneyland this last week with my family, and I can tell you that the prices are still astronomically high and so Disney has used the excuse of well if we raise park prices that's going to cut back on park congestion and that's going to cut back on eventually lowering souvenir prices and lowering concession prices well wrong it's not going to Disney could raise mm. its theme park prices to a million dollars a day and people would still go Eric why because it's Disney yeah because of the Disney experience but I
0: do think that that it I do think the bottom line it has hurt them, though. I mean, I, I think that that people have turned away, you know, oh, to oh, a yeah. point. Yeah. You know, I I, I think <laughs> that, unfo- you know, for them, unfortunately, I there are, you know, there are those hardcore fans that are going to do it. Yep. But then there's also <clears throat> going to be people that, you know, are, are are trying to make ends meet. They want to take that one vacation a year. And then yeah. they're looking like, well, listen, you know, I have I can get twice as much if I go to another theme yeah. park or if I even go on a different trip, go yeah. to Hawaii instead of go to yeah. Disneyland they're going to think twice about that.
1: And that goes back to why Iger hired Mark uh, Parker from Nike, because he is considered a very astute and very attentive businessman. Mm. When he was the number three guy at Nike, um, the company had posted some of its biggest gains Uh, in its history when he was there. Mark Parker is considered very hands-on, but he's also considered very financially solvent. So he finds ways to save money when it's possible to save money while still being fiscally responsible and being fiscally powerful at the same time. Mm. And we all know Nike's history. It's a major Fortune 500 company. They're one of the Biggest brands in the history of the world, yeah. yeah. And Mark Parker, I, this is why he was brought on by Bob Iger because Iger doesn't want to deal with all this. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Put it in the lap of Mark Parker and see what a business guy can do to help fix the business model of Disney. Well, that that's the whole thing. I mean, the CEO is basically
0: the 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 chess master, and and his and his yeah. job is to basically put put the pieces in place that are going to do the job you need him to do, and that You're that's right. what. So hopefully he can do that. I hope so too. Um, So let me ask you. You said you went to Disneyland. I did. Um, Yeah, last week. Okay, did you have a good time?
1: First and foremost, yes. Always, (laughs) we had a good time. I I
0: know the weather didn't agree. You were saying the the weather didn't agree. The barrage of
1: people. It was almost the happiest headache on earth
0: at one point. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, let me ask you this. Now, now, so okay, so going to that article. Yeah. Now, you said, yeah, the prices are still up there. Still up there. Um, do you feel... How, how was the, the the look of the park in general? I mean, do you feel that it was like falling into disrepair? I know you had... Uh, you do have one story about a ride that did, not it? Yes. So, uh, talk, can you talk a little bit about that? How do you, how do you yes. feel? Look, because the last time we, we actually went together... Yes, we did. Uh, our families did, and yes. that was back in 2021. Yes. Uh, so sure. When we went, November. so it's, it's been a while now. Mm-hmm. So, now yeah. you've been... You know, you were there and... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Over a year, what do you think that the uh, the uh, the parks, as far as you know, the uh, quality is it still there or is it starting to lack?
1: Um, the fall qual- off? the quality is still there. Um, the condition of the park is still what it's always been, and the, the cast members that take care of sweeping up the trash and taking out the trash and making sure that it that Disneyland looks clean and looks appealing that is still there. Mm. I will say this there were a lot of attractions that were down either due for maintenance or refurbishment like for example the the Tarzan Treehouse no, which has been that has been under a massive since the last since we were there since we were last there. Yeah. Well, it it used to be the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse from way back in the day. Yeah. Until it became Tarzan, and now it's going back to the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. Yes. It's well, it's it's a version, there, of, it's it. A version it's, of it. It's a version of it. It's yeah. Waltz. It's inspired yeah. by Waltz, right. Waltz Family. And so. and I think and actually uh,
0: on on the good side there, I think it is <clears> supposed to open fairly soon it I is think that is going to open fairly soon
1: but yeah but that thing's been down so long you wonder yeah. why did it take them so long to do it exactly so yeah that that's still under renovation there were a couple of popular Indiana Jones like, was that down Indiana Jones was down yeah. off and on throughout the three or four days that we were there oh it was still running though it was still running on okay a, so it's not yeah. down
0: for I, I heard it might be no. down for a refurbishment or they
1: are going to do it but I think it's going to be April or May of this year okay, when okay. they're going to shut it down for a six-month period so they can go in and revamp it what about is Splash Mountain
0: down yet for the rescan the not yet Tiana, yeah. uh, very, Prince, Princess and the
1: Frog. Yeah. Not yet. It was still up and going when I was there. Okay. I didn't go on it because there was a massive deluge of rain on me. <laughs> and I was singing Zippity-Doo-Dot anyway you were already seven wet. in the rain. So you I figured, why wet. the heck? Go on it. But yeah, <laughs> that will close down very, very soon here. And that, yeah. actually, I think at the end of January is when Splash Mountain uh, starts going through its massive renovation mm. to theme with uh, the Princess and the Frog. But so overall, the cleanliness of the park was still there. The overall Disney feel, when you walk through the gates and you walk down Main Street, and you smell the food and then you see the, and it was still decorated with holiday decorations. So that was Interesting. cool. Yeah, it was, still had holiday decorations. Hmm. So that was great. But again, a lot of the attractions, some of the attractions, the more popular ones were were still either they had broken down periodically throughout the day, or they were still going through renovations. Okay. Yes, I did get stuck on Thunder Railroad. My yes, family, Big did, Mountain. Yeah, yeah, Big Thunder Mountain got stuck on it, and wow. we waited twenty minutes, which was kind of cool actually, because once they we were escorted off the trains, we had to go through. Uh, we got to go down the set, uh, the the uh, uh, the 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 steps alongside the tracks, and then yeah, we yeah. went through the innards of the ride, so you could where all see... all the maintenance like, crews go. All the maintenance so, crews go, and stuff, yeah. and
0: stuff like that, so that was really cool behind the scenes. Now, right, you said right. you got stuck, too, at the very top of that last ride, like where yes. that goat is. Yes. So, and that's the cool... That's a cool spot, because you can see, like you're saying, Galaxy's Edge, you can see like the, mm-hmm. a really good view of the park
1: up there. Yep. So actually, that is kind of cool, w- I mean, to be stuck right in that spot. It you know? actually was, and thank God it was not raining when we st- <laughs> were stuck up there, because we were there for at least That's 20 true. minutes. <laughs> That's true. But so, yeah, I would say, so overall, I would, I would rate the park quality uh, about a, a 6.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, 6.5 being that, again, it would have been nice to... Get more periodic updates about the attractions that were down because we use the Disneyland app like I'm sure your, your family does too. And that was the other and, question
0: I had for you, and I, I did, we did talk a little bit about it, but yeah. the Genie Plus, now you guys, you said you did not get it for this trip. Did not get Genie Plus for this and trip. And do you feel that it
1: would have done any, any benefit, had any benefit to you if
0: you would have got it? No.
1: The, yeah. only, the only thing that makes the Genie Plus app um, even attractive is the fact that it allows you to get on the more popular attractions like Space Mountain, Star Tours, Rebels, uh, Smugglers Run and Star Wars Land, stuff like mm. that. Much quicker. Unfortunately, that that part of the Genie Plus is called the Lightning Lane. Well, let me tell you something, Eric. There's nothing so lightning about it. It doesn't go very fast, and it's not filled with electricity because it keeps the standby lines a lot worse. Because yeah. what happens is everybody who uh, who who utilizes Genie Plus. It's basically fast pass without the fast pass so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you remember when you would go get a fast pass for let's say Space Mountain. You go, you scan your park hopper pass. It would spit out a fast pass that would tell you yeah. a specific time, come like, back at a certain time. Come back between 10:35 and 12:35. Yeah. Well, it's basically fast pass without that. So everybody gets Genie Plus and everybody gets the Lightning Pass, so they all converge at once and the Lightning Pass people get precedence going through the front of the line rather than the standby people who've already been waiting in line for 65, 75, 85 minutes, mind you. Mm -hmm. So the lightning pass people do go through at their rate, but the standby line is twice as long as what it was as waiting. And so after we debated about it, after we thought about it and consulting some friends who were down there prior to us who used it. We just deemed it was not worth it. And it was interesting, Eric, because when I was down there, I was speaking to a number of other park guests just shooting conversation. They said they had Genie Plus, and they wish they hadn't purchased it. Really? Yes, because in the ultimately in the long run, everything you need to enjoy Disneyland now can be accessed on the actual app itself. You get Genie Plus by going onto the Disneyland app and by going on the website as well. But they said, look, in the long run, you still end up waiting for the popular attractions anyway, yeah. regardless of whether you're in the lightning lane or not. They said it was $35 down the drain. Wow, they paid 35 bucks. 35 bucks a person. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's, they, they said it's not
0: not worth it yeah i think they will over time i think they will fine-tune that that system but mm-hmm. you know we go back to 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 the customer experience and yeah. and i think yeah you know uh, just like there are some we talked about some changes that are making where they are gonna they in, in disneyland at least right now the park yep. hopping is at 1 p.m you can't go to the other park until one, after 1 p.m that but is they're, correct they're changing it i think That's in february early february they're going to change it to yep. 11 a.m you're going to be able to so Yep. My point is that when they start giving, like, hey, give, 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 okay, with the Genie app, even though if you don't have the plus version, the paid version, uh, with yep. the Genie app, give give one <clears throat> or two extra fast passes. You know, I mean, yeah. make the customer feel like they're getting something exactly. uh, for this experience, even if they're not going to upgrade and pay all that money. Yeah. You know, um, and they do need, and I hope they they will uh, navigate those lines a little better. I've seen some of the lines, like on YouTube, I watched some of these mm-hmm. guys do some comparisons and yeah some of those even some of the the uh, uh fast pass lines or lightning lane lines
1: were longer than the than the the standard uh, uh queue lines you know well to kind of put it in comparison let me let me put it this way okay so when we got to Disneyland on our 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 fourth and last day so we were there um on a on a Friday for Disneyland went to California Adventure on Saturday went to back to Disneyland on Oh, no, we were – sorry, Disneyland Thursday, mm. California Adventure Friday. Back to Disneyland on Saturday. We came home on a Sunday. So when we, when we went back to Disneyland on that Saturday, uh, we went to the park early to get in just to go on um, the the Rebel uh, attraction. Uh, Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, everybody and their mother, from Genie Plus people to just standby people like me, got to the park for the rope drop early Everybody cattle cattle called it all (laughs) the way over to Rise of the Resistance. And what made that bad, Eric, is that the Lightning Lane people got mixed up with the Standby Line people. Mm. And so when Standby got up there, there were some other people behind them who were squeezing out and going up to the front of the line and were saying, what the heck? Oh. Well, there were Disney cast members on bullhorns going through saying, if you have lightning cast, lightning passes, you need to be up here. We're like, what the hell? Yeah. So yeah. that's another problem with the lightning pass too is that nobody knows what time they have to be back at a specific attraction, especially when the park first opens. Mm. You know. And then I also heard somebody else say that as far as the park hopping is concerned, um, it, it, the way it is now, you can park hop back and forth to each different park as many times as you want. Yeah. Well, now I heard Disneyland is considering putting a major squeeze on that. No. Where the maximum amount of times you can now park hop from each park back and forth is going to be... They're thinking about limiting it to just two times per day. So, for example, mm. you can go to California Adventures two times per day, go to Disneyland two times per day. If you decide to go back and forth, you can only go to each park twice. And if you go out and you're done going back twice, you snooze, you lose. That's it. You're done. To me, I, to me, I don't understand. I,
0: they, they they may know i'm sure they may they know a lot more than what i know about this and they and they have all the statistics and they're watching the flow of, of, yep. of traffic but yeah th- that makes no sense to me because uh, when we went in the past i mean usually we would go once we would usually park hop like go to the other park once mm-hmm. and then maybe come back to the original park we were at once and that was it anyway right but when you start when you start telling people they can't do things that's when the negative feelings start coming in you know what i mean and, and what what's the purpose of I mean, okay. I understand you don't want Disneyland overpacked because usually Disneyland is is the park that's a little more busy than California Adventure usually. Yeah, right, right. Uh But uh but still, I mean, you know, if you start taking stuff away, people are going to be right back to square one. They're going to be upset about it. I I don't know why they would want to do that.
1: But Well, I, I don't know either. Again, this goes back into their overall business strategy and there must be a method to the madness. But um I don't hear they're, they're making
0: it too complicated. That's what it yeah. is. And, you know, I was going to say that, too, with the, with the app and stuff. You know, it, it's a lot of people have complained. I, I've heard. People complaining too that you know they don't want to be on their phones the whole time they're at Disneyland trying to plan out their day, you know, because they already have to, okay, I gotta be on Genie Plus and I gotta pick my rides. Now I gotta go, I got a mobile order two hours ahead. Now I gotta, you know, and I'm constantly on my phone and which which is what we were doing. Freaking out because you're running back and forth across the park trying to figure out what to do. Instead of just getting there, enjoying it, kind of just walking around, hey, let's go on this one, hey, let's go on that one, just kind of let the day take you where you know, now you're stressed trying to be on your phone figuring out what
1: to do there. And that's what my family was doing last week before we went to each of the Parks last week, my wife was opening up the Disneyland app before we got there, and she was telling me, Look, Jason, we need to hit this place first, we need to hit this ride first, this ride first, and then we need to eat here first because like you just alluded to. It gets to the point where it's, you just you just get inundated and you're literally spending more time stressing about your wait times than you are the actual Disneyland experience. Yeah. It's sad.
0: Before anyway. we go here, another couple of quick, couple yeah. of Disney things while we're on Disney subject. What do Boys. you think about the, I don't know if you've heard, but what do you think about the reskinning of the French market to Tiana's, uh, whatever they call it, Tiana's... Uh, Tiana's
1: Bistro or something. Bistro
0: or? or or, yeah, Dining Palace or whatever that... I don't like it. Did you hear about
1: that? I heard heard about about it, and I don't like it. I think uh, I have one word to describe that decision. Garbage. Really? Garbage. I think that was a woke move Mm. made because Splash Mountain was made because of a woke move. Yeah. Because of a movie that is considered so offensive by some people, even though one of the happiest damn songs in Disney lore is in it. (laughs) Zippity-doo-dah, zippity zippity. (laughs) Yeah. it's been known as the French market, market yeah. ever since Disneyland opened for crying out loud yeah. almost. And now you're just going to up and change it. Cause you're trying to theme it with princess and the frog. Well, no, no, I, I'm I, not buying that.
0: I, I don't know if I necessarily care. I mean, I, I do, I don't want to, I, the French market is something that's been there since I was a kid Yep. and I would love to keep it that way because it's just nostalgic for me. Okay. So I'll, I'll put that out there. But at the same yeah. time, I don't necessarily mind them retheming a restaurant and to go with the ride. I don't care about that. What 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 cracks me up is, is the space in between. You have you know, you have this restaurant that's gonna be in New Orleans Square, yep. and then you gotta walk all the way around the haunted yep. mansion, go to Bear yep. Country to ride to ride the ride. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't they just take the Bear Country restaurant and turn that and into, turn that into uh, the, you know yeah. would have been right next door, it would have made more sense as far as location. Right. But anyway, so, okay, so that was the first one. Yeah. Um, the other one is I hear they're going to turn turn the Pacific Wharf in, in DCA. I don't know if you heard this one. I have. They're going to turn it into, uh, is it San Fran Tokyo or something? Fran-Tokyo. San Fran Tokyo. San Fran Tokyo uh, from the movie
1: uh, uh, Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6, yeah. So what do you think about that one? That I, okay, I understand why they're doing that, because California Adventure was revamped several years ago to theme with uh, with Pixar Studios animation movies, mm. you know, for, like for example, you have the the Buzz Lightyear you got Cars. Um, you you got, have Cars Land cars out there Land, with yeah. uh, Radiator Springs Racers, and then you have the uh,
0: you got all the you got Pixar the Pixar Pier. The Pixar Pier is you know, out there, yeah. The so, Toy Story stuff. Yeah, and, so
1: so I understand why they're doing that. And Big Hero Six is a fun movie. It's been one of their one of Pixar's biggest successes. I think actually, I think um, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Big Hero Six a Disney Animation Studio?
0: You know, I well, don't know. But I think
1: it, I don't think it was. I don't remember if it was Pixar. I am going to I'm
0: give it. you breaking news right now. Yeah. I've, I've never watched it. Okay, well, don't worry <laughs> about
1: it. No, I actually I do want
0: to watch it now with my daughter, and especially now since it's going to be yeah. uh, since it's going to be rethemed yeah. uh, that. The one cool thing I will say about that is, uh, uh, you know, there's a famous earthquake bridge uh, uh-huh. there, um, and yep. they're supposed to retheme that. I think they're going to retheme that to the Golden Gate Bridge, okay? To be part of that, which is kind of cool because it reminds me of originally when DCA opened up, mm-hmm. when you walk through the gates, the first gates, and then there's that bridge over Golden there uh, bridge. going to- towards uh, uh, Buena Vista Street. Yep, you yep. had the Golden Gate, and so that would be kind of cool to see the Golden yeah. Gate back in in the park. But-
1: I also heard, correct me if I'm wrong, but I also heard soaring. Over the world is now going to go back to being Soren over California. Yeah. yeah, but unlike the original Soren over California, they're going to have different um, they're going to have different presentations now. Hmm. So what I mean by that is instead of the the old. The old movie, the old projection was you would fly like in Yosemite Valley yeah. and through go uh, through or, uh, Orange Orchards. Orange Orchards and and along the San go Diego Coast, the, the And Golden the, Gate. Golden I think Gate. you still do the Golden Gate, yeah. But, but now I think they're going to mix it up to where you can actually soar in different parts of California, like up near Mount Shasta. Oh wow! And then you can like go down the Pacific Coastline. So yeah, I think it's going back to soaring over California, but they're going to mix some old elements and combine them with some new oh, ones, some new stuff. Yeah. Wow. So it's and I think there's even one where you actually take Take a soaring trip over Edwards Air Force Base. Apparently, oh, wow. as the, space, the old space shuttle is landing, you can actually see it land as you're soaring over the, uh, the Air Force did Base. That,
0: did, did they used to do that? Because that sounds familiar. I don't remember if that was in the original ride. Or it wasn't that? in the original ride. Huh. Not that I, I don't I know why that sounds familiar. but yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. You're tripping. Yeah. Uh, but it, no, but anyway. that's very cool. I'm excited about that. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But it, oh, Hey. Whoa. Already? Wow. Yes, already. Our time is up. So anyway, hey, we hope you guys. I know. I know. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Remember to leave a review for us, five stars, and it helps out. We appreciate it. Uh, (laughs)
1: Subscribe to the show. And don't forget to tell your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones, your pets, your enemies. Your enemies, your (laughs) friends, your classmates about us. Your frenemies, everyone. (laughs) That's right. Thanks for joining us on part of the intermission today, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Take care now. God bless. Hey, thank you so
0: much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.